On the Rave with Addy and Gav is proudly sponsored by Express Lifestyle Solutions. Whether it's home insurance or mortgages, Express Lifestyle Solutions can make a difference. On the Rave! Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in turn to the On the Rave. On the Rave. On the Rave! Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ravers of all ages, welcome back to the longest running episodic podcast out of Newcastle. The On the Rave podcast. It's what? That's us. That's us. Yeah. That's on. He's he's Addy. I'm Gav. No, he's Gav. He's Addy. I'm Gav. And you're tuned in once again to us on the On the Rave podcast. We hope you're all doing cush. We're going to start the podcast the way we always. Start these shows, Addy, which is with a bit of... It's Raver's Choice, Gav. And today's Raver's Choice has been picked on the Facebooks, I understand. It's me. I can't remember what his name is on the Facebooks, but it's Elliot. Mr. Elliot Wright. Mr. Champa Bardman. Ah. Champa slash Breadman. Slash Champa Bardman. Manchas Pash Bardman. <laughs> What's he got in selected? He's got in selected Bizarre Inc. Platonic.
that was a bit of Brazil Inc. Picked by <laughs> Mr. Chopper Bard. Man, it's quite ironic because uh, Bazaar Inc. likes playing with knives and so does Elliot. Oh, well, there hey! you go. Yeah, he uses them to cut up the loaves and ting. Oh, he would have. He would have. He would have. If he, he'd, he'd still make a loaf for you. He'd still, he still make a bang of bread. Oh, I reckon he makes an absolutely fucking banging croissant. Croissant. Yeah. Baguette. Banging baguette. A baguette from the baguette bag man. Um, uh, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of On, on the Rave Podcast. We have got another one of those specials where we interview one of our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Patron. You're about to hear a conversation that we had on Zoom with Anthony. E, Addy, guess what? What is that, Gavin? We've managed to successfully womangle another interview with another one of our wonderful, wonderful patrons brought us. It's the Patreon Podcast! Yeah, we'll always do this if you catch us up on Patreon. We we offer you the chance, if you become part of the Front Right Massive, yeah, to, to come and be on the podcast and play your tunes out on the podcast. And we are absolutely delighted to have... Our patron on the line, Anthony. Anthony, how's it going? How's things? I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. No, it's not, not a problem. It's, part of, it's your, your privilege. Your privilege to be a Patreon member to the On The Rear podcast, part of the front right, Martin. Yeah, that's exactly right. And hey, the shows that we did originally with our two patrons, they were so well prescribed to as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very well prescribed to. They were... So, um, for anyone who doesn't know a little bit about you, um, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what you do in life and then your history in Rave? Yes, um, my name is Anthony. I'm a mortgage advisor. I run my own little business and have done for 11 years. Not retired from raving, really, because I think we went to the res a few years back and certainly did. We really enjoyed that. It was incredible, wasn't it? It was. It was a what a belt of night. For cold as fuck, but you know, <laughs> the cold was pretty good because it sobered you up. <laughs> oh, I walking outside and say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and check out uh, Emzone and all that." Oh shit, it's cold. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, the the worst part about it was nobody had the bar in the other shed, so you're oh. down the front and it's just like, "Oh, I need a beer." Oh shit, I need a beer, don't I? Oh. All the way to the other shed. All the way, all the way around shed. the massive queuing system they had in to pay for. And there was nobody in the queues either. No, no. It, you always walk straight through that huge queuing system to be in front of the bar. That's yeah. it. I'm sure they were just trying to sober it all up by making more backwards <laughs> and forwards, meandering like a small like a small river. I always used the opportunity to go to the port of Lewis for some party powder. Is that what you used? That's what I did. That's what I did on the way back. That's not what porter parties are for, Addy. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. All right, I, I used the opportunity for, uh, for a party poo. For a party poo. <laughs> so, yes, I've got two children now, and I've got them very into music and parties, and every Friday at our house is party night. Nice. With lights. Nice. We even turn the garden into a full-on party zone with all different lights and... I think my little girl will be just as crazy as I am. And she gets 16. <laughs> She's that's on the right path. Next wave generation. That's it. Yeah, that's it. We've got to know there's going to be people listening to the podcast in the future. Yeah, we're all in the way. And we actually have big, long, even longer, white beards, maybe. I don't, no. I don't think I can grow a beard. It just goes patchy fluff. 
I'll look like the old granddad guy from Donkey Kong. White beard, like coming off the end, Frankie Kong or something, shaking away with me or with me with me double sticks. Um, cool. Well, there we go. There's a nice little intro into the podcast. Let's crack on and get some questions on, and uh, let's talk a little bit about early influences. So, when you were younger. Who was the one listening to music in the house? What was sort of pushed on you? Were people listening to the radio or did mom or dad have a record collection? What, what happened with you? So yeah, so when we were little, it was my mom. Um, she was very into Michael Jackson. Little did she know what was coming. <laughs> and, uh, it, yeah, it was mostly... We'll go from one podcast to the other day, you know, Gary Glitter straight to Michael Jackson. It's going to be Ian Watkins from uh, Lost Profits next time. Oh, dear me. We'll definitely get this off by playing Ian for Lost Profits. Yeah. Like, we managed a full 90 seconds on YouTube last time, guys. Yeah. 90 yeah. seconds. Banned in the UK. Three copyright strikes in 90 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Pun so pleased with himself. Yes, wasn't he? he was. He was very pleased that he got pulled. That's one of the one of the quickest and most unanimous pulls I've had on YouTube yeah. in ages. So yeah, so it was mostly Michael Jackson it was, it, records, just records, bad. I can remember off the wall, thriller, and then it was Jackson and Motown, um, and, th and that was pretty much you know all, all I can remember really about. She loved that, so it was just a constant theme in the background of our house. So that was always Michael Jackson. And what yeah. was, were you one of these impersonators that would try and sing in the high pitch, or were you one of the dancers <laughs> that would just flail around pretending you were wearing the white gloves? Or doing the moonwalk, touching yourself and going, <laughs> socks on the line, <laughs> yeah, socks on the line. <laughs> Definitely remember the moonwalk. <laughs> I can remember trying it and going oh. flying over the edge of a fucking sofa or something like that. <laughs> that I best remember about the moonwalk. Although I did once, uh, a true story, I did once play the bass to Billie Jean in like a production at college when I was doing music at college. Oh, yeah. And um, at the point I just had it in my head that I was a reincarnation of Jim Morrison. And then we'd done really, really bad in all of our auditions and all of our practices were done really, really bad. So on the day of the performance, I decided to slip myself a Harvard tab and went into a really colourful arena to try and perform. <laughs> and uh, we won Battle of the Bands that night. Uh, I was the lead singer slash bass player and did a rendition of Billie Jean singing all the high parts and playing the slap bass. Couldn't see anything but a sea of colour in front of us while we did it. <laughs> take, uh, take the nerves away via the, oh, the medium of uh, acid. It took something away. Definitely took something away. Like... Uh, and, and, left, and left something else so is there anyone, anyone else other than Michael Jackson you remembered in your mum's record collection? It's generally it was mostly Motown um, so as I say it was Janet Jackson I think Luther Vandross possibly um, it was all that kind of Jackson 5 um, so oh, that was pretty much good oh, music yeah. all she listened to to be fair just solid 60s and 70s affair, wasn't That's it? That's it, like, not when we used to read Smig and Fun Size Johnny used to do Sundays at, what was it called at the time? I used to have all the porn on the walls. Next door to the Central <laughs> Station, Little Bar. Little Bar next to Central Station, porn on the walls. Not still drawn up. No, no, no. Anyways, in there, we used to play every, every <laughs> Sunday night. And uh, our first hour was always just a Motown hour where we'd just like bash out loads of old hits. What do you got on the team? 
they're, they're the ones that drag the people to the dance floors, especially in that area of town. It is mm-hmm. like in that area of town, you will you will get people interested and down to have a flop about and a mint on the dance floor. So, of all of these Michael Jackson tracks, is the one that stands out that you'd like to play for the Ravers? Yeah, it was the one, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. I think that was the one that kind of stuck in my mind the most when I was thinking back at that time in my life. Cool, let's get on then. Don't 
Well, that was Michael Jackson. Don't stop till he has enough. And he never stopped till he had enough. He was a proper little dirty nonce, wasn't he? Well, he was. <laughs> he was flinging his Jesus juice to all the kings that would have it. Well, Addy, didn't sit on your fence. Let the ravers know your opinion, lad. <laughs> Musical genius, but it doesn't mean he didn't diddle kids. Well, this is it. Could the same could be said about Rolf Harris? Possibly monkeys. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Okay, He's a proper <laughs> Australia was glad to get rid of him. <laughs> did, did you know that Rolf Harris competed in the Olympics? He was Olympian, Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris was what did he do? He was a swimmer in the Olympics. No, I'm telling you, Rolf Harris <laughs> is an Olympian. No, no, really? that's, 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 it is, it is. Swear down. I want to I won't believe these little like because all these people who go and do the Olympics end up with a little Olympic tattoo. Where's his little Olympic tattoo rollaroo? That's what I want to know about that one. Uh, well, Addy's thumbing through Google, to, as always, to try and prove himself right. <laughs> move on to finding your own feet. So after the music that was forced on you by the LPs of your mother and the mountains yes. and mountains of uh, PVC-clad Michael Jackson, what <laughs> did you start listening to when you started discovering music for yourself? So yeah, so when I was thinking about this, I couldn't overly remember when I actually got into music itself. Because one thing we used to always just play football, and one thing that kind of dug into my mind is I think when we first started going to house parties, when we started getting a little bit older, and and, and hearing, I think it was KLF. Oh, um, oh yeah, um, the Night one, yeah, Human Resource, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it kind of resonated with me a little bit. I think it was just a little bit certainly different from what I'd heard growing up. So definitely got my imagination sparked and, and, and got me more into music from that point onwards. Yeah, those house parties are some really good places for getting into like, for, for getting into the music and stuff and like we, that. So who was, was it just anyone's house party or uh, can you name names? Is someone going to get in the bottom <laughs> of a man for that broken cause no, in like, it, it was generally just... Going through school, and as I say, as you get older, and there's a house, and it just is one particular party I can remember going round to, and it, it was funny because all the lights were off, and and they had people dancing all over the place, and it was just something about that particular night which made me think about dance music and and kind of switch the little switch, I suppose, if you like. Um, it got me more interested from that point onwards. And amongst the acts, as you said, yeah, well, there's, yeah. uh, there's Human Resource and the like of that. What what specific tracks out of, from these artists? Obviously, Dominator was big at the time. Yes, yes, definitely that. Um, the, the alternate one to kind of definitely, I remember that one. Is, I remember listening to KLF. Um, would, I, would I have been around about 14 at that time? Um yeah, I would guess so. Around about 14. Many, many years. Terrifying to think how long ago that actually was, to be fair. Yeah, well, I, remember, uh, I was going to bring this, bring this up on a, a show a while ago. I remember I must have been still at school when I first heard all the names in the charts showing how old you are, Mark Archer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember going to the DIY shop and painting some fucking mask, some dust masks and trying to put a, a really shit A on the front. So it's like it was a very, very poor attempt. I had yellow dust masks, but it was a really... Really shit fucking eight on it, like. Hey, and now you've got uh, Instagram filters for that sort of thing. I know, thing. you can just do it straight away. I think yeah. I, that's my Instagram filter today. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd fucking have thunk all, it? all those years ago when I was penning 
pen and ink on, on, on dust masks that I'd have me own. I wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> right, the shaman? Right, you know, well, I was going to be a shaman. Yeah, you talk. Yeah. Now you talk and there's some fucking belters, weren't they? Yeah. They could move, move, move any mountain. <laughs> move, move, move any mountain. What was the other was one? Ebenezer uh, good, wasn't it? Love, sex, intelligence. Ebenezer good? Oh, oh yeah, Ebenezer good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got any viewers? Yeah, I do love a bit. I do love a bit of that. Like, and they yeah. are like they're proper house party tunes. But uh, I see you've gone for one of the favorites of the podcast. You've gone for alternate. Uh, do you want to introduce the track for everyone? Yeah, the the one for my um, early finding my own feet would be alternate. Um, activate, come with me.
Dagon Rib has a little bit of tasty alternate for you. Bit of acting bit coming with me. Uh, are these ABCs of rain? That is, it was it was here. It was here. That started at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. And alternate's a very good place to start. Yeah. And uh, remember, if you want to listen to the other rape radio show, you can tune in with the millions <laughs> and millions of method radio maniacs out there. <laughs> Second Tuesday of every month, I popped up. I popped up. He has. I've been holding that back all week. Oh. <laughs> and it'll go live on Podbean as well at the end of each month. So. And it, uh, the last show's going out today. Uh, to, 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 it's going out recording day to day. It is, yeah. yeah. The very first one that we did. And the second one's already in the bag. So yeah. just keep an eye out for more on the rave radio show going forward on Method Radio. Speaking of raves. Crack on with section three, Addy. That's a good that's a good segue. A good little segue. It's the first rave memory gap. So do you specifically remember the very first rave that you went to? Or oh, is it a hazy, hazy mess? <laughs> no, I can remember it very well. I can always remember obviously grew up in concert. As really? you know, concert's a phenomenal little place with a lot of quirks. Yes, um, characters. Yeah. And, and I can always remember trying to get into the bars and round concert and in some of the clubs with some of the lads up and just do you know what it, it was possibly the dullest, saddest existence you could ever imagine. The thought of just spending the rest of my days going drinking in these pubs and sitting there until I couldn't remember my name. So um to be honest, as I was growing up, that kind of thought of going out was rather depressing. Um, and I got invited one night to go at the venue in Spennymore oh, yes. by oh, some yes. lads from college. Um, started at 10 o'clock at night and finished at 10 the next morning, which I did find rather confusing. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I can remember when I first walked into that place and just it just felt different. I think from the disappointment, of having my eyes open to what could be a life of just going to pubs and then walking down some steps and open some doors into a big club and seeing the lights and the sounds. I definitely something you know felt quite special about that whole thing. Um yeah, so even though it was in Spennymore, <laughs> and to be fair, it was a bit of a dump in reality. <laughs> and yes. I, Go back, you'll find that most clubs in the in the daylight without doing <laughs> are absolute shitholes. Oh, just yeah, the, the places that behold the most. I mean, even the Cooperage when the sound system wasn't loaded in yeah. and all the weird lights were on, and you could see all the warps in the floor. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, when something moved and you could see all the dust coming down from the, yeah. from, from all the <laughs> panels and the bath and the in the, the ceiling and that, like it's yeah, it's good memories. Good like, memories, but uh, still, yeah. places are shitholes when they're empty. Yeah. But they're magical yeah. places when they're full. Yeah. So, honestly, when those doors opened, it was like an absolute playground. You just, yeah. you know, you felt so lucky to actually go into somewhere like that and be part of that. Yeah. And I think I left there just after nine o'clock in the morning. Um, I can remember sitting on the back steps at home in shock, looking up at the clouds, thinking, "What's just happened?" Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I never looked back. I went every night for two years from that point onwards, every Saturday oh. night for two years. Amazing. Um, loved every one of them. 
Oh, that's that's good. So, right. so what tunes were they playing at the venue at that time? Yeah, what year were you look talking? Back, oh, do you have was, any idea what year we were talking? Could, well, I was 16. Could people still smoke in the club? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to cover up the smell of fart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, it would have been what about 93 roundabout then, potentially. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just just such a brilliant to be honest i look back at that time it was something special to be fair um one funny thing i remember is i, I came down with glandular fever i was really really unwell um bedridden all week got to saturday and i was still in bed and thinking you know i'm gonna miss my first night it got to about nine o'clock and i made a phone call to get a lift and ended up going down and i think it was maybe two three in the morning and the next thing I knew, I'll stand at the top of the stairs looking at my own body lying on the floor, <laughs> trying to work out what was actually going on. And at that point, I worked out the antibiotics. <laughs> and the fact that I was so unwell, this wasn't a good idea. <laughs> and I think I got took out and put in the back of a car and slept the whole night away. Um, but I would rather have actually made that trip down than miss Saturday night. That's how into it I was at that time. It's what people need at the minute as well. It's just those little reminders of of, of better times yeah. where we could where we could rave and play and be merry. Remember being friends. able to roll around on the floor at the bottom of a flight of stairs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> on a flight of stairs. Those were the days. Oh yeah. All those all those bumps and bruises. Um, I always well, remember the day it burned down as well. I, I got a phone call in the in the morning just saying that you know it's burned down. I, I was genuinely devastated. To be fair. Because um, that was the end of a, an era, um, which was never repeated, to be fair. So that, that was the end. I tried the Coliseum. Um, it was pure hell on earth. Um, yeah, it nearly put me off, to be fair. And then I was lucky enough to find Judgment Day. And yeah, I think that started at seven seven o'clock or something and yeah, get away with it being uh really early because at, at the start it was um start was over 18s but it went under 16 like over 16s at a certain point and they stopped serving booze so it was always quite early early starts the people having the wildest nights there they just stop it stop serving no booze. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd be like the king of there because I'd just wander around with cards because I was always backstage. Ah. <laughs> like, I just remember coming out, stumbling out of the, the back room, out of the crowd, because you weren't allowed to even take booze out into the crowd. Oh, shit. And uh, security, like, oh, take that off your lad. And then some kids laughing, and I just went, back pocket, pulled another card out. <laughs> How are you doing? And walked away again. Like, <laughs> Not the habitual line stepper that is DJ Tinker, you yeah. and me. <laughs> Make as he goes. Um, so there's some really nice memories of, uh, of, of, of a dank and dirty club. Um, <laughs> is, there any, is there any track in particular you'd like to play that uh, puts the memories of that place in you? Yeah, definitely. I think when I look back, I mean, there's so many, to be fair, but Love for Sale, Do You Feel So Right, was one that stood out as something that was... Kind of stuck in your head for days after being out that night. Absolutely class tune and one of the first records I ever bought, probably. Spot on. You can see the smile right across Anthony's yes. face there, like just thinking about it and goosebumps and uh, 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 arms, arms, arms in the air and just like, yeah, yeah. Like all about it, all about that moment. Let's get full of it. 
Um, so this is Love to Sail. Do you feel so right?
That was a little bit of love for sale. Do you feel so right? Do you feel so right, Gav? I do. I do. I feel so right today that um, that, that that even the biggest and most left-handed of things could not hold me down ever. I reckon. Well, that's good. Well, that's the way I'm going. That's the way I see it. In any case, let's crack on into section four. Section four is when we talk about festival fever. So. Do you like a little bit of outdoor noise? Is, is festival your sort of bag? It's not something I've done very much of recently, to be fair. Um, I think when I was trying to think of festivals that we went to, not many rare festivals. We went to Creamfields a few times when it was averagely okay. Um, I think 1998 to 2000, um, when it was, I think it was three o'clock in the afternoon or something ridiculous the next day. So um that was before it went ridiculous i think it's now over a certain amount of days but yeah i remember doing cream fields it was awful to be fair <laughs> I didn't it's just too bloody long and i was getting too old i needed to go to sleep um, so what was, Cox was good um the one who's always yeah. got away from me i've never seen Carl Cox. yeah um so what was the thing that broke the camel straw like for just wanting to, to be out of there. I, I don't do well with the cold and I don't do well with sleeping in tents anymore. I used to just not be bothered, but now I just don't like sleeping in tents. It feels like the walls are closing in behind us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I love living in my own filth for a few days. Greenfields was good during the day when the sun was up, but once it started getting dark, in, in, you know, when it was getting to midnight, and yeah, it just didn't have the same feel. But I, I think, you know, the, when the big DJs are on in, in the big tents, that kind of takes you away. But once they're finished and you're back out in the cold, you just think, ah, you know, get back on that bus and get me home. Yeah. Looking for just <laughs> squeeze into the warm out of the wind to see what, what's on here, Reggae. Aye, that'll do. Anything yeah. to get out of the wind. Try not to step on people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any good memories of festivals, though? I mean, obviously, you're talking about, like, full tents and Carl Cox. Is, is there anyone you've seen that might turn ahead? Well, when I was 40, I, um, yeah, so my 40th birthday, my wife gave me an envelope for my big present. Curious to see what it is. When I opened it up, it was tickets for Dominator at 40. Nice. Um, nice. Kind of thought twenty years too late, simply. <laughs> but um, we went to Dominator back in 2017. Me and two friends. One of them who believed it was hard trance and house music. Oh, um, he was a big shock, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he completely done his research. Okay. And tried to warn him on the plane that you know this is not what he thinks it is. Um, but he, you know, he was adamant that he checked up on it, and that's what it was. Um, and, um, wrong. <laughs> Let me level. Do you have, but, um, did he have a good time still? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was one of the worst experiences in his, in his life. Traumatized by Dominator. <laughs> there was literally no escape from one arena to the other. No, it no, just got harder. It's pretty uh, just hard every all across the board. Yeah. I think we went to the Hong Kong violence um, oh, area. They're just, just wild. Just literally, you, you could see, you could see him dying in his eyes. <laughs> 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 but 
but for me and my mate who, you know, we knew what we were going to do, the, the whole thing was just a most phenomenal production organisation. Just It was just incredible, to be yeah, honest. They do, um, they do it very big. Yeah. yeah. Really special. Really special. I mean, just, I think the organisation and, and just... There was just something different about it and the, the production of the stages and, and the coordination. It was just, yeah, really, really good. Um, one regret I've got from that is not being able to get in and see Paul Elstack because um, Paul Elstack was on. At least you got to see him. Yeah, that was something else, wasn't it? Yeah, it was <laughs> that bad. was definitely a, a lights-on moment of the day go ahead. Um, but yeah, so Dominina, yeah, phenomenal. Just and the end shows. I mean, the way they do the end shows with all the fireworks and everything, spectacular. Yeah. With all the fire show and the ladies angle grinding on themselves, and like yeah. they really go, they really go big at the very end of those shows. Like yeah. we know from the Dutch yeah. festivals yes. that we've done. Like, um, so was there anyone who stood out maybe particular from that trip to Dominator who you like? Yeah, to you heard uh, you were speaking about the Hong Kong violence. Like, so was it Kira or someone like that? I don't know what it was. It, it, to be honest, it was just fear and terror when when we got towards it. Um, Simon just said, "No, you know that's not happening." Um, <laughs> I was curious to know what was going on because it looked like a, a cracking setup inside. To be fair, um, but yeah, the, the terror that was on his face was definitely too much for him. But something else, something very special, and I, and I think really there's a little town called it's in Ursel, and we stayed there the night before. We went out and had nice food. Nice drinks. My mate ended up having maybe four bottles of red. Tried to walk to Eindhoven, fell asleep in a um, fell asleep in a hall and couldn't get back into the hotel. They cleaned <laughs> stuff, let him in at about quarter six, and then they threatened to throw him out because he's covered in red teeth with all the red wine, screaming and shouting to be loud in. I got him into our room and said, "You need to sober up." So he says, I'm going to finish this half a bottle of red and I'll have my breakfast and I'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. At that point, I just cut him loose and just sent him away. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to do. It's just like, Addy, just like Addy had a bang face. When he keeps talking about dog cocks, all you got to do is give him a pie and some gravy Maybe. and just send him send back him off. Bed. Yeah, just send him back <laughs> off. Um, uh, so, yeah, is there one track that you think would represent this uh, trip to Dominator? It'll be the anthem from that particular headline which was Mad Dog and Maze of Martyr. Oh, yeah. Sickening. Well, let's get a bit of Mad Dog on for everyone.
challenge you to step into the horrific maze of martyr. There's a little bit of proper manic mad dog for everyone. That was Mace Martyr. Um, from Dominator 2017, Gav. Yeah, memories of memories of Dominator, memories of Holland. 
Um, and memories. Nightmares of... for Simon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 definitely, definitely, definitely will never get a job working as a researcher. <laughs> Let's crack on and move on to section five of the podcast, which is my favorite part, which is the shared discoveries. So everyone's off in their own little musical world, and sometimes we hear and enjoy artists that we think don't get enough love, and we like to highlight those people on the show. We so do, we do. Is there anywhere and anywhere? And is there anywhere? 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 And from Ashton of a should know from Ashton. Get some hair dips <laughs> and some candy flares. Yeah. Work the dig. Work, work, work the dig. Huh? Um, is there anyone out there who you don't think gets a little love? A, a little enough love. Enough love, and you'd like to spread a little more. <laughs> via the medium of podcast raviness. So there's a couple of people that I'm listening to at the minute, and one's called Steve Bone. He's a saxophonist, and he goes live on a Friday night on Facebook at six o'clock, and he plays saxophone over tunes, and he's brilliant. He is phenomenal. On Facebook, Steve Bone. If you go onto his Facebook page and, and look at the video that he did at, at a wedding, it's just incredible. Just what a talent to play the saxophone whilst jumping around and partying like that it is, is definitely something special. Any instrument like that that you've got to put so much effort into playing, like a saxophone, yeah. to try and do it and move around at the same time. Like, like, I know, that's amazing. Yeah, it boggles my And not smash anybody in the face. I don't understand how they haven't smashed their own fucking front teeth out. Like that, like I, I'm, I'm awkward enough to walk in the doors when I haven't got my glasses on. I can't imagine the lack of coordination or having the front teeth. Me, they'd be gain. They'd be absolutely gain. I'd, I'd actually be like the gums guy on the South Park. Bleeding, is it bleeding gums <laughs> Murphy. Bleeding gums Murphy. Bleeding gums Murphy. Murphy. Simpsons. Simpsons, not South Park. He's <laughs> got South Park on the And I think the main shared discovery would be a DJ called Mark Plum. Um, he. He was introduced to me in April of the first lockdown by a friend. So he started streaming in his bedroom um, on a Saturday night to maybe, you know, less than 100 people. Um, he streamed every Saturday um, since up until, I think, about October last year. He's now up to about 1,900 people in, in a group that he's got. Um, he's now on... Play DJ, which is a, another platform um, where he streams there every two weeks from Cyprus. But he's built a chat room up of all different people who have got to know each other through the chat room. Um, and it becomes a bit of a party on a Saturday night, which is um, something special, I think, in these times. It's nice, isn't it, to have that sense of community yeah. without being in a like, Contact. without being in a social setting. You know, yeah. you're, you're, in, you're in the setting of your own living room, but these people are bringing together these really nice and really positive communities of people trying to help each other doing things. It's like what we keep saying about the ravers, sharing tracks of war and stuff like that. Like it just, That's it, just builds. It does, it builds. Hey, and you just wait until later. We said that Dave hadn't said anything and by gum, Dave's had a Dave lot of Dave the rave, stuff. hit me up on every platform ever, all at once. And he's got so <laughs> many, so many messages. So, so many, many messages. Got so many Dave the rave bits to come out with. Um, so cool, you've gone for, is this one of his tracks from, from a stream that you saw? It's, I think he's just a, D, he's a DJ, so the, I think this is one that kind of sticks out as a, as a real positive one, which, you know, lifts so many people on a Saturday night when we're all doing shots, and 
being encouraged to drink more. Spot on. Uh, well, let's go for your selection, which is called Hyper Go Go High. Section six of the On The Rave podcast is the moment where I 
gracefully ask the man to my left to set the scene. You and Simon have made your way past the past the bouncers at Dominator talking to you, didn't mumble Dutch. Have you got anything? Do you want to go with the Amnesty bin? Dutch as you go, no, I'm English. You bundle past, but you get in. You open up the there's a world of wonder in front of you and a world of terror in Simon's eyes. And <laughs> as you as you venture deep, deep into <laughs> into the Hong Kong violence tents, the DG please the best record that you've ever heard in your life. Are you hands in the air or are you screw facing down? Screw facing down. Yes! Ah. <laughs> we do love a bit of a screw it's face. It's been a while since we've had a screw face. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It, is. it genuinely has been a while since we've had a true screw face. So is it? Is it always screw face for you? Or are there moments when your hand's in the air? Or are you one of those grinning, gritting your teeth, punching towards the floor? I think when it's a good thumping tune and it, it, it kind of it hits you, I think that's definitely a screw face moment. Um, and they're the best, and, and that's what I think. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's really. Uh, are there any, apart from the tune that you've picked here, are there any other songs that just do that to you? That just go wah and click you straight in the screw face mode. Listen to Neil Fish. Um, I think it's 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 brain it's a brain cracker. Um, what a tune. Yeah. Um, some death chants. Um. Those kind of thumping in your face um, tunes are the ones that, you know, personally for me, hit the spot. To be fair, yeah, there, there's some good collections <laughs> right there. Um, and we do, we love a bit, we love a little bit of a screw face on the podcast. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm just burping and doing everything. got me gassy yeah. as out. We have got some gassy, gassy go first juice on the go, and it's making Addy have those tiny, yeah, exactly. those tiny little distracting nose burps. Um, that he keeps hiding his face from. I know you just can't hear him hiding his face. I can just, I just keep second guessing his little thing. I smile, yeah. hidden behind his little t-shirt. Um, when you think of screw face, I think one of the things that kind of makes me think of that is, is the judgment days. You know, is when you know there's a big PA on. Hard and heavy. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than that thumping bass. Just you know, it just to make you feel alive and. Um, yeah, they're definitely the moments for me which would stick out as highlights of the night. I totally agree with you. Um, those little personal moments you have to yourself when you're enjoying it so much that you just put that screw face on and, as I said, just go for it. Just go for it. Have a nice inward moment. Um, uh, cool. So do you want to play an example of a song that would do that to you? And we'll uh, let all the commenters know, let we all know whether or not Anthony's choice of track makes you fling your arms in the air or... Puts a screw face on you. I think, having seen the selection, I know what's going to happen to the majority of you. But just let me know in the comments down below uh, whether or not you were arms in the air or screw facing for the choice of track. And Anthony, the track you've chose is.
go DJ Roughneck a little bit a ganja man being played out uh, that's for the Oms and the Yes Screwfish on the, the fantastic Roughneck Records yeah. don't forget to tell her what it did to you whether it made you it's definitely Screwfish definitely Screwfish uh, I'd say so I think we're going to get a majority Screwfish fall on this particular section of the podcast I'd say 100% You'll say 100. percent In fact, I'll say 101. I, I know that we've got coy people listening, so I, like, so hopefully someone will be out there going, "No, Addy, I'm going against you, Addy." Well, you could say that, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Addy being the almanac of rave knowledge that he uh, that that, that if he you look is. up in the de- in the dictionary of rave, Screwface is a picture of DJ Roughneck, and that's a hundred. It says 101 percent Screwface banger. Boom, there we go. Uh, section seven of the Only Rave podcast is the dedication section. This is the moment when we are offering our guests the type, uh, the time to play a track out for anyone for any reason. Um, is there someone out there who you would like to play a track for? Who is that person, and what track would you like to dedicate them? Well, I would say it's my long-suffering wife, Michelle Cook, and um, at two point two. Brothers and sisters, bag and tune that like it, it, it's a piano house classic. Cool. Well, let's um, keep it short and sweet and get a little bit of two funk chew on. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. I want to see you see a hand up there. I want everybody to kick up some noise.
suffering wife is I just wanted to put this on her just to lift the spirits um, she's currently working in ITU looking after COVID patients and is in real hard times at the moment and I think we all have an obligation to make sure that we do the right thing and, and try and protect our nurses because they're battling for us every day um, and yeah, I see it in her eyes every day when she comes home, how much she's given to try and save people um, and send people home. And yeah, so it, it's, it's for my wife and all her colleagues. A lot of what goes on behind closed doors of the NHS is um, not given nowhere near the praise that it should get, um, okay. especially in times like this. I'm high risk, I'm supposed to be shielding because I'm diabetic and I've got a pagan immune system from years and years of pickling it with amphetamines, I might add. 
Um, but you know, this is why my immune system doesn't work in in particular. Like, and I've got it's like people ringing us to check on us. Oh, God, is your mental health all right? Is your diabetes all right? And they're doing a cracking job at, at, at what they're doing with very little praise. So I think playing a tune for them on a podcast is a lovely, lovely little way. Lovely gesture. It is. It's a lovely gesture. It's I've definitely better than banging pots and pans outside my house. It, it is. It's like the Boris. Boris's Clark patronising cunt. I'll clap for fucking him. I'll clap, clap him all the way out. Get out. Fucking get in. See. Uh, silly bastard. Let's crack on. Well, well, speaking of fucking boorish bastards with their guilty pleasures, let's crack on and talk about guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> so, where do you lie when it comes to guilty pleasures? Is it something that you believe in? Do you think guilty pleasures are a thing? Or are you one of these that just owns all the music they listen to, as in you don't give a flying monkey if people know that you're listening to this artist? Yeah, I don't really care if people know that I listen to them. It's I think sometimes I was looking at this and I had Coldplay down. Um, oh, which Jesus. is a controversial um, selection, but you know we've had some fantastic nights watching Coldplay live. Listening to them and watching them live is two very different things. Um, but Baby Shambles, Libertines, I think some of the wildest nights out me and my wife have ever had, and. I'm told so anyway, because we can't remember a lot of them. We're going to watch Baby Shambles live or Libertines. And, it, you know, it's that. Yeah, I don't think Baby Shambles and certainly Pete Doherty is a good guy. Um, but I think from, from a live perspective uh, and from a night out perspective for us, We've had some fantastic times watching these. So I was at Glastonbury one year and we just went off on a on a silly adventure. And um, basically there was, I, just, I saw this really gaunt white guy stumbling through the crowd with uh, like a mud, Simon, hand, <laughs> with a mud hand bra on. So that obviously had their hands in the muck and like did a, a muck hand bra, like Sable in the wrestling. Yes. Um, and had a muck hand bra on. And I looked at her and I was like, Look at the kip and him. And he was floating through the festival looking like, you know, that episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns is absolutely whacked and he looks like the alien. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's like floated through the crowd. And then two seconds later, there was two, and I mean hulking, hulking security guards walking just behind them. And it turns out it was Doggerty wandering through the clouds literally with two security guards walking a few feet behind him to stop him from falling and <laughs> fall out to himself. Like, and I just remember stopping and having a surreal moment thinking, you know what, I'm a bit mashed, but he looks in a much worse state than me. Those <laughs> two massive hugging security. Like, imagine having them follow up when you were just there to have a little bit of fun. You're wearing a mud bikini and you're trolloping around the stages late at night with two <laughs> muckle security guards being your shadow. It's maybe for the best. Possibly, like. Lord knows what he would have got up to in any case. So I remember twice we went. Twice you went. We went, to, we went to see him twice. Um, and the first time, I can remember me and my wife doing loads of shots, really, you know, enjoying our day. And then all of a sudden, it was the next day. Totally white, no memory at all of the night, which I was a bit disappointed. So we drove to Manchester to do it again. <laughs> and repeated the process <laughs> literally yeah. 
I just don't know what it is about those nights and the need to do as many shots as physically possible before you actually get to the venue. Um, but they definitely, definitely bring back some funny memories and um, bad hangovers as well, but definitely worth it. That's fine, cool. So um, is there one song in particular by the Baby Shambles you'd like to play out for the Ravers? I've put Albion, because I think that was one of the, the, the highlights of the night. Spot on. Um, well, let's, I think for the first time, play Albion by the Bobby Shambles. Anywhere I'll 
On The Rave is proudly sponsored by Express Lifestyle Solutions. Whether it's mortgages or insurance, Express Lifestyle Solutions can make a difference. There we go, and there's a little bit of baby shambles, I think, for the very first time on the On The Rave podcast. Uh, being yes. played out. Not very, it's not very ravey, so ravey, but we, we have got shows that aren't ravey, like Cunt the Gal. Yeah, that's it. And um, as we just pointed out, it could be worse. It could have been Gary flopping glitter. I know. Yeah, so uh, all the wrong Ian Watkins. Yes. And it could have been that poor bastard from Steps <laughs> who probably got a lot, a lot of abuse. He did. He got yeah. tons. <laughs> he would have got a lot, a lot of abuse. Um, uh, we're getting through this podcast, Daddy. We're through to section nine. And I believe it is the time when... It's two and a one. It's two and a one. <laughs> Like, oh, that was poor. He that absolutely poor. He never gets bored of it. Yeah, this is a <laughs> moment. So for the goat moment, you've decided to step in and choose two people. Why is it you've gone for this section for your goat? Is it because you couldn't separate them? Or yeah, massively. Yeah, both, both phenomenal. Both great memories. Cool. And um, both consistent. Consistent is definitely, definitely a word I would use up there to look at these two artists. Like, so let's go with the first artist. So, what is it about this first artist that made you want to pedestal them? Um, and I think it's for maybe the fourth or fifth time someone's picked this particular yes, definitely. artist. And uh, um, he's been in a couple of uh, in the same segment. Yeah, he's been. I think he's been the goat a few times. I mean, this is what this is. Uh, Forty-three. Yes. Forty-three. This is episode 43 and he's come up enough times. So, yeah, what is it about this in particular artist that makes you class him as the greatest of all time? Going back to Judgment Days, I think when he appeared at Judgment Day, um, it, it was literally the highlight, I think, of Judgment Day, full stop, to be fair, whenever he played. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. The whole place was just electric. Um, and it was guaranteed every time, without fail, that he, he, would, he would do that. To the room um and i don't think he's really changed at all um i've never i've never seen this guy play a bad set and he's not like i'm into my jungle i'm into my more broken stuff than i'm into my hard stuff but many many a time i've been in the crowd while this guy's playing and he just never lets you down it's just yeah. he's just he's ron seal any and, he? and yeah. he always like he always looks like he's up for it and he always looks like he's having fun which I think is, it goes a long way with people when they're performing in front of you, doesn't it? I wish I knew the podcast that he was on, but he was on like a long form podcast where someone interviewed him, deep dived interview him and talked about everything from the very start of his career. It's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's absolutely phenomenal. I wish I knew where, where you could find it now, but I definitely don't. I'll, uh, if I hunt it out, I'll, uh, I'll post it on the, on the page because it's an absolutely fascinating uh, journey and I think it's on for like two hours as well it's it's right it's, the amount of stuff that I learned just off that podcast was just amazing absolutely incredible I played Helter Skelter and I think the set he did with Helter Skelter, Helter Skelter was just incredible yeah uh, you know you know I think that was kind of always a hard and fast producer HMS Loft Groover really full-on speed and yeah. And and then he kind of came and, and and just played his consistent, hard industrial stents. Yeah, it, it, it was it was something else that set. I think the only time I was a little bit marginally disappointed with him, and it's not his fault. I think was at the res. Um, I wished when he was at the res, he was just on his own, as opposed to back. It was a 
Frankie yeah, Bourne. It, it was a very, uh, it was a very funny set. It just seemed to jump in tempo and style, like all the way through. It seems there was three tunes, so then they, they would jump to something else and then jump to something else. Yeah, not what you were looking for. Not what I was looking forward to. Frankie Bones, that was it. Something techno-y, wasn't it? And yeah. But I, you know, I was kind of looking forward to the old style, you know, in in keeping with the res. Um, but that being said, as I say, he is just something legend. special, to be fair. And legend. Yeah, spot on. Well, for anyone who hasn't guessed at the back who we're talking about, we're on about the legend that is Lenny D. Um, uh, and I believe the track that you've chosen to play is the absolute banger that goes by. Thank you. 
that's been picked here um uh, do you want to talk a little bit about why you've picked this artist as your goal so neophyte neophyte just exactly the same i think you know just consistent performer um full on sets from start to finish um we watched him at res that's phenomenal i think what was the most fascinating part about Neophyte's set at the res was when he's trying to open a bottle of Grey Goose and, and couldn't quite grasp how to open it. And I think he spent a good 15 minutes <laughs> trying to get the top off. And the puzzlement on his face was hilarious. He managed it in the end, poor thing. Um, I was going to help him. Um, but yeah, he is just something else. And he plays, I think I just looked there before it, a set which he did with. Um, have a quick, there was a, the Roughneck DJ squad um, back in 97. And yeah, I'm sure I can't remember the night, but I can guarantee it was good. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's definitely a theme of not remembering nights and knowing it was good. <laughs> hey, if, if, like, if you went out, you wake up, you're hungover, and you've still got a smile on your face, it was a good night. Yeah. Like, it was a good night. Until you roll over and see Gavin in the bed, with you? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's sad, the sad thing about life is you, you look forward to these big nights, don't you? And you, you know, you look forward to it and you build it up and you build it up, and then it happens, and then you wake up the next day and you've got no memories of it whatsoever. <laughs> you just you kind of scouring your phone for little snippets of it. Yeah, I'd say just looking for any little any little nugget that gives you that tiny shred of nostalgia that made you feel so good the night before. Yeah, I saw um, Prodigy at, at the um, Academy and I couldn't wait to see them. I was literally chomping at the bit to see them. I thought it was, just, you know, it was going to be the best night ever. And on, I literally woke up the next day. I can remember doing shots of tequila and then walking up to the Academy. And then we've got, I've got on my phone about two minutes of them when they're waiting to come on. They come on, everybody cheers. The phone starts to jump up and down. And then it ends, and there's no other footage of the whole night. <laughs> it's because your phone was where it should be. Your fucking All memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be in your fucking pocket, man. I'm, I'm one of these types that, at one point, I used to just try and take so many photos, and I, 
I missed raves by doing it. So I elected to not take photos at raves. And like, I still say the same thing. I'm not here to take photos or be in videos. I'm here to make my own memories. So yeah, I always, I always try to take photos, but there's always photos of the first few hours of parties and then nothing until the last day. <laughs> Void. When you remember to say, oh, I wonder what, I, oh, five pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> five pictures all weekend at Linda's farm. What are the, I had there, one of them's of Keith, one of them's of something we're not allowed to talk about. Another one that's just, that, that is just a pile of human excrement outside of a port loop yeah yeah and it's just the, the little memories that you don't particularly need but end up uh having thrust upon yourself at these uh, at these two is it indeedy indeedy do let's get a little bit of neophyte on then so um what tune have you went for get this motherfucker
Well, that was a little bit of Neophyte. Neophyte the stud guys. Get this motherfucker. Hey, we've managed to get through a whole other one of these podcasts. We're all the way through We're the end. Um, thank you again to Anthony, who has been our the patron. Period. He's been the our podcast. patron for a while, and we've just managed to get sorted. He's a busy man. We've got him tied down to sit and talk with her. Uh, remember, if you want to get involved with what we do, if you want to back what we do, you can get us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash on the rave. You can catch us on all of the social medias, Twitter at on the rave, facebook.com forward slash on the rave. On the rave. On the rave with Addy and Gav on Instagram. Indeed, where Um, I will be posting shit about raves. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, And if you want to go to our home of all bits and pieces, you can find us at on the rave.podbean.com. It is. And that is where you can find all of the 70 odd episodes we've got now, Addy. Fudge me, that's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. Lipsticks. He's getting these. Uh, he's getting these. Uh, I'm getting shows. ready for. I'm getting ready for the uh, radio show. He is, yeah, and he's going PG on the radio show. Well, <laughs> I'll see. I'll try. We'll try. Uh, section ten of the On the Earth podcast is the bit that we refer to as personal anthems. So, was this an easy one? Uh, was it one song that jumped out on you, or was there a little bit of a struggle trying to get one down? Massive struggle. Massive struggle. <laughs> a lot Huge of struggle. struggle. What what could have been here on a different day? Oh, uh, Death Chance and Mindwinder Side A and also Side B. Um, so could not split the two up. Um, so we had Brainwave Live at the Res yes. uh, and Mindwinder. Both full-on producer tunes, so many. Yeah, I think they were both by uh, Diplomat. Yeah. Just couldn't, you know, so many good nights with those right in the middle of a good night, full on, and um, brought back so many positive good, good memories. Night. Great night. Yeah. Um, real struggle, to be fair. Um, just making sure I was right about the diplomat thing. And he's just <laughs> always, backing him, always backing himself up. He's just sitting there with his best friend, Google, typing in the <laughs> pointed fingers bless him making sure that he's giving you the right pills the, the right little bits so um we talked about the near misses give her a reason why this tune was chosen as your personal anthem what is it that makes the track that you've picked tick I think looking back at all the nights yeah. that you've had and you know the the memories the hazy parts regardless of how messy the night was you can kind of always remember when this comes on. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of those moments where you, I don't think you'll ever forget. I think Rez, they were phenomenal. It oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the highlights of my night was uh, just seeing Die Witness. It was just, it just sparked off all of the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is, nostalgia, isn't it? It, it kind of, you know, even then, it, it just triggered everything that you used to have back you know, in the 90s and things when you were going out and you still felt the same, I think, even though you're hearing the track in, you know, in my age now, I still felt exactly the same in that moment as yeah. I did back then. And uh, this one did everything for us. Yeah, it's an, it's an absolute beast of a track by Die Witness. Like, it is. Pick, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an absolute beast of a track and I see no better way than tying off the end of the podcast. So, Anthony, thank you very much for spending some time talking to us. Um, uh, but for now, let's put out his personal anthem. Um, uh, and you've picked Die Witness. We must applaud! Back in the house for 95! Die Witness!
Lewis and the MC Cyclone. Are you ready for the master plan?
I think we've got all the way to another one of these conversations. We have done it again. And remember, Michelle, Anthony is not boring. He's not boring. He's not boring. No, no, he's not. Definitely, definitely not. He's had us giggling, honey. He has. Yeah. Good stories. He was wor- he was worried that his stories wouldn't be good, but well, I they were good stories. No, I think he's done particularly well. Yeah, I think he's done particularly well. And remember, everyone, that if you become a patron, you are offered the opportunity to do it's your pennies. Very own. Just, just do it. Just do it. Just like Mike says, just do it. Yeah. And give us some money on your period. And it helps us pay the bills over out here and on the Ray of Towers. Keeps the lights on. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna use the electric for our mics. That's it, yeah. So everything's a glowing, everything's a going. The ring lights all bright up there. Thank you to Patreon Money. So get in touch, patreon.com forward slash on the rave if you want to become part of the front right massive. But we've reached that moment of the podcast once again where Addy delves deep into his world of scientific shenanigans and I believe you have a song inspired by the wondrous, wondrous Simon from today. Yes, after after hearing uh, Anthony's story about Simon, I, I, I felt that he was missing out really. He should have went to go and see all of the Hong Kong call. He should have went to see the Hong Kong violence. Just, I think he would have embraced it into his heart. So I'm hitting... St- Simon, with a little bit of science. Science, Simon, Simon, science, Simon, science, Simon, science. And the scientific endeavour of today is Mr. Hellfish and Mr. Akira. And they're bringing us the rise of the Uptempians. Whoa, there we go. Some absolute foulness to send you all home with. Remember, you can catch a sec Tuesday of every month on the Rave Radio Show, all the way on Method Radio, and you can catch these podcasts via Podbean. Uh, we've got some cracking guests lined up uh-huh. um, to come forward, so keep your eyes open for who we've got going on. But for now, I am Gav. I'm Addy. And we have been officially... Off the rave. Real bitch, check my retransfer file, man. I sent you all my files for the collab. Just fuck it up, man. Uh, put some kick drums on it. Just fuck it up, make them louder. But keep the rapper a little bit uh, straight, you know. Don't, don't fuck too much up. Outside in the all black crap. 
Say they all wanna live, but I just wanna die. Outside in the off that crap. Tip rolled up in the mat. Say they all wanna live, but I just wanna die.
This is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. On The Rave with Addy and Gav is proudly sponsored by Express Lifestyle Solutions. Whether it's home insurance or mortgages, Express Lifestyle Solutions can make a difference.